Buenos dias, amigos y amigas. Yo soy Antonio. Y welcome to my show. Really great day to be alive and well with you. Uh, I got a couple to play today because I'm going to be playing some music this afternoon. We're doing the ribbon cutting ceremony for uh, the Dogwood Arts Festival, which is pretty wild. It's a pretty good honor for the Rambolo to get to do that. So we're excited. <clears throat> we're excited, as we say in the trade. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm allergic to a little bit of everything in the air right now. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that, but uh, as my father used to say to me, when your nose is as big as yours, son, you're, you know, a cold's a major issue. Very nurturing. As we welcome you in on your Wednesday, Dr. Sean Sinclair is going to be with us today. Brian Hartman is here. Today over at uh, tclub.team, we kind of unpacked one of the things that's made the tournament so crazy. Plus, Matt Dixon has a full report on uh, last night's baseball game where Tennessee gets a one nothing win. And, you know, the, they're getting ready. The, the, this thing for the baseball team, they're getting ready to jump off into the deep end here. This thing's getting ready to get real, going to get real, going to get real. So um, we've got a lot to do today on the program. One of the things I wanted to do, I want to camp here on the hoops deal for a segunda. And I want your letter grade on the basketball team this year. The basketball season is now completed. Um, and um, I didn't tell Sean nor Brian this. And then another thing I'm going to ask is, Cinco, have you seen this report from Tannenbaum over at ESPN? It's at the top of the blog today. He has ranked Hendon Hooker. He is he 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 did a mock draft and he has Hendon Hooker going to Jerry Colquitt Seattle Seahawks in the first five picks of the uh, NFL draft. Reason being, they've got Geno Smith under contract. They can bring this guy in. They can let him heal. They can teach it to him. Uh, they they are saying that the NFL at that level they've been extremely impressed with this guy's IQ, with his maturity. Uh, they know he has the arm to play that game in the, in the modern NFL, and the ability to move around enough to make plays out there. And Watson Brown was citing to me yesterday his accuracy on balls um, the last couple of seasons when he got outside the pocket and uh i, I just think that's incredible sean i, I don't know these can be drafted there but just that he's being mentioned in spots like that as i bring you in good uh good wednesday to you brother how about how about our guy hendon hooker getting a little love here uh from the nfl people which i gotta tell you is kind of surprising to me well good wednesday to you also tony and uh thanks for having me again you know, I think it's great for Hendon and for the program. You know, Seahawks have always done things a little bit differently uh, as far as quarterback goes. You know, you Russell Wilson, you know, was never thought as a, uh, a, a scrambler or a big arm, but he could scramble a little bit, keep things alive. And he was one of the first shorter quarterbacks 
and so they seem to do that. You know, they have. I think I'm right in this. I don't know, but my mind tells me that was Teddy Bridgewater up there. Any? Uh, um, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but uh, well, well, to your uh, point though, they had they had a guy, a guy that came from Green Bay on a long term deal. Yeah, and they drafted Russell Wilson. Brian, do you remember that guy's name? Was it Flynn? What was the quarterback's name that they got from Green Bay, and they had him on a long-term deal? It was so was long Matt ago. Flynn from LSU? I think it was Matt Flynn. And they had yeah. Russell Wilson, and they had Russell Wilson, and they drafted Russell Wilson, and Wilson just supplanted the guy and took his job. And everybody was like, well, you can't do that because you got this guy on a long-term deal, and the Seahawks were like, Actually, we can do whatever we want to do, and they sent this dude. They sent this dude packing, which was really kind of a strange thing at the time. But you, know, you were making the point about how good it would be for our program, and I was just, you know, because George Plaster hit me with that yesterday on their deal uh, on his show, and those guys just hit me out of the blue because I hadn't seen that report, and he asked me what I thought of it. Because, you know, Watson had been telling me that this guy's going to go in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. And I was like, there's just no way. I mean, there's just no way he's going to go in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft. And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But just that he's getting that kind of recognition and that kind of push as a guy who's hurt just kind of goes to show you. And then we were having a discussion about whether or not his age is good or bad, I would think that at the age of 25, I, I see, I think that's a plus because I think he's more of a known at this point, plus the type of leader he was at Tennessee, Sean. I, I would think that would help him. You know, there's always been for a long, long time the thought that we have to get the franchise quarterback and who's the franchise quarterback. And, they, and people try, teams tried to forever you know, put someone like Jamarcus Russell in the franchise court. Well, he's no more a franchise quarterback than I am. Yeah, and he can he can throw it like Joe Mil- like uh, Milton. Yep, but he's not a not a quarterback. And then you have these other guys that are very good quarterbacks, uh, Tua and some of these other that don't fit that prototype. Mm-hmm. But teams always seem to want to invest heavily in these guys. And then uh, my perception is that not a lot of them pan out. Some of them are good. But even like uh, with uh, Fields at Chicago, there was even talk earlier uh, in the month or so about trading him and getting someone getting uh, getting something trading up to get a Bryce Young or someone like that. So, you know, if, if like Hooker, I and you can't do this because he'd be like thirty. But you know, if, if Hooker come would come back next year, he can't. But just hypothetically, with what he he's a Heisman Trophy favorite, I think. And so, if you get that kind of guy right now. Because ACL surgeries, they're doing wonders. Again, I bring up Teddy Bridgewater and some of these. If those guys can come back, then he can certainly come back. And the healing's been much quicker. Uh, and also, they may have the opportunity, like my Chiefs did with Mahomes, where you don't have to just throw them in at day one and say you're you're changing the trajectory of our franchise. Uh, so I think it'd be a very wise move. Um, I think his. I, I know it's a coaching cliche. But I think his best football, honestly, is ahead of him. I really do. I don't think I don't think he's. I think Heupel and Halsey and them brought out a lot of things about him that Virginia Tech couldn't. Or, That's right. That's right. Or what have you. That's right. But I think there's even more to that um, uh, 
to that player uh, in the NFL. I think the NFL, in a way, suits him a little better. Another thing that's really interesting, <clears throat> pardon me, another thing that's really interesting is when you start looking at this guy and his play and his story, one would ask, was Hendon Hooker better for Heupel or was Heupel better for Hendon Hooker? Which guy was better for each other? Because I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not knocking Joe Milton, but having Hendon Hooker over there, who was recruited by the previous staff and kind of parked there, it was just one of the weirdest. Look, Tennessee sports down through the years has been a bastion of just oddball, weird, strange things. It's been a talk show host dream in, in, in my few decades of documenting this. And I've had friends in other towns say to me, you know, Tony, you do this, bigger place, blah, 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 make more money. Why aren't you doing it? And I'm like, this is just so fun here. I mean, my God, you don't have to go hunting show topics like you guys do. You don't need to hunt show topics in this town. There's always something to talk. I mean, always something to talk about. And this thing here is a really kind of a cool story because it's two guys converging. Two guys getting an opportunity. Two guys that the world thought they had figured out. They thought that they had Hendon Hooker figured out from the standpoint of, this guy can't play. I mean, I don't know what he's doing on our roster. I remember when he came here, Sean, we were like, it was in the middle of all that pro stuff. And we I remember on the air going, what what is this guy doing? And who is he? And isn't he the guy that was like cold at the end of a game? And I mean, of course, at that point, ABG was my uh, was in my lexicon. Anybody but Gitmo. I was so, going to be so happy to see a quarterback. It wouldn't matter who the quarterback was. Uh, any other quarterback than poor Gitmo. That poor guy. Um, but you know, have you guys thought about what it would have looked like here if because they they really put all their eggs in Joe Milton's basket after seeing Hooker in a spring, which is really the interesting sidebar of that story. That's really the interesting sidebar of that whole story. They didn't think that Hendon Hooker would be able to do what he did, which I think's pretty neat. I think that's kind of a – it just kind of goes to show you that nobody's perfect. But, boy, him being there, his ascension, his, like you said, Sean, them unlocking him, it allowed Josh Heupel to do things at Tennessee – and to create some security for himself so much sooner than would have been possible. Because if he wasn't there, Sean, I'm just going to tell the truth here. You'd be coming into year number three, and we'd be saying, boy, what kind of head coach do we have? Is this guy any good? Because you can drop all the plays you want in the world. If you don't have somebody can get the ball to those receivers, and, 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 and especially somebody that played at that level who made it look easy, it's it's kind of an interesting story when you stop and think about it, isn't it? It is. I mean, it was the perfect symbiosis between system, coaches, and player. But you know, it's uh, you 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 talk about a, a, a agent or a scout that said that you know players are allowed to get better over time, and I think a I think a decent comparison would be Kurt Warner. 
not so much from the transferring, but if you if you consider transferring for him in a new school, being the Arena Football League, no one thought Kurt Warner was a, a NFL Hall of Famer in college or in the Arena Football League, but you you marry his abilities, whatever they may be, with the you know with the with the quarterback uh, stuff at St. Louis at the time. And you have some magic there. And so I think, I think that's what brought it yeah. out. You know, yeah. Hooker, he very well may have been the guy that got cold at the end of the game. Okay. That's fine. But you can change and you can get better and you can learn lessons. That's neat. And then you can all, we've all had that one teacher or that one person that planted that seed, and we can remember a second-grade teacher, someone at the Boys and Girls Club, an uncle uh, who supported music when everyone else said you were an idiot. You know what? It, that's all it took for uh, Hendon Hooker. And and I think the and I think the the great thing is that Hendon's not the only one. This, yeah. this coach and coaching staff seem to find him everywhere. Oh, it's wild. And we're a month or so out from the NFL draft, and Will Levis, I was just looking at a, at, at a recent mock from, and these mock drafts, you know, look, a mock draft and a cup of coffee uh, worth about a quarter. Um, Bucky Brooks, whatever a Bucky, Brian, what's a Bucky Brooks? Any idea what a Bucky Brooks is? I have never heard of that before. Okay, well, whoever that is. Bucky Brooks is uh he has C.J. Stroud going one, Bryce Young going two to Houston, Will Anderson Jr. going third, and Tyree Wilson going to the uh, to the to the Colts, and the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter out of Georgia. That it's going to be real interesting to see how the NFL handles Jalen Carter in light of what's happened off the field. But the 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 headline here is that Will Levis in his mock is out of the first round. And Cinco, we said back in the in the fall, because Will Levis is a really good example of kind of what you're talking about, what you were talking about earlier with Jamarcus Russell, which is, hey, it's really wonderful to have all the physical skills in the world. But, I mean, at some point, you have to be able to function on a football field. That's why the guy lost his job at Penn State. Now, he's allowed to get better, but it does not surprise me now that they've been able to put him under the microscope a little bit and they're starting to find flaws in him. It doesn't surprise me. Well, he's, you know, as you say, and not to crack on the kid, yeah. I mean, I wish I had his financial future ahead of me. But no doubt. You take a, you, he does everything great except play quarterback during a game. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck with that. It's, a, you know, it's not a Butch Jones spring game where you have, gray trash cans sitting 30 yards downfield mm-hmm. and you're trying to throw the ball in one or you're you're trying to look a certain way in the uniform you know it's the facilitated offense you know down during a game to, to score points um i'm i'm certainly no judge of talent but i i never saw it i've never seen it and i thought it was ridiculous that anyone would consider him a, the number one pick i've been wrong before and will be wrong again oh yeah but I, I just I don't see that cat any way, shape, or form when they made the offense for him. The other, they, that's what they brought that they you know that guy got the Dave Clawson treatment up there, yeah. and but they brought him in to highlight 
what Levis supposedly could do. And he couldn't do it there. I hope uh, I was hoping he'd go go to one of the AFC South teams, either the Texans, Titans, or Colts. That'd be nice. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to stop and think about though. That draft's going to happen, and for the first time, Tennessee's going to be a real player in the draft, which is really good for the program. You know, it, some of these guys. And look, I'm a college football person, okay, who likes the NFL. I'm not a NFL lover that talks about the NFL 20. And some of you are, that's fine. I have friends that are, and that, you know, and to, to each his own. I love the game of college football. I like NFL football. Uh, but it's good news for Tennessee when Hendon Hooker's name is appearing in these mock drafts at the top, whether it's real or not, again, it's just to get your name mentioned. Darnell Wright is supposed to be the 19th pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Singo was Singo. Singo was that on your Singo card that he would be a, a top 20 pick in the NFL draft a couple years ago? Did he look like he was tracking that way? Not at all. In fact, you know, he was thought to be um, the five star that didn't go anywhere. That's right. I mean, it's a great, was, uh, great lesson he, to what we were just talking about. You're allowed to yeah, get he better. Was, uh, he was, he was heavy. Uh, he always has had the athletic ability, um, but you know, I think his, I think if I remember the story right, I think his parents, you know, got into his head and said, "Hey, you're staying," you know, and and if I have that right, well done them. And he meshed with a, again another coach that believed in yep. him, uh, spoke his language, if you will. Yeah. And um, golly, he he looks like he looks like another plug and play Trey Smith, and I'm really hoping he'll last and go to the Chiefs because I think he is a I think he is a 15 year right tackle. Um, you know, unlike if you remember, and, and actually, certainly he's projecting. I mean, I think Gray Eric Gray may get drafted, but by far in a way, he's going to be the most successful of that group that left. Correct. And who would have thought that Darnell Wright? What's the other kid's name? The other uh, the other big offensive lineman, Wanye Morris. Wanye Morris. What what became of him? I think he was a I think he was a, a swing guy, uh, a very very seldom starter mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. But he's mm-hmm. you know he was at the combine I think, and uh, and you know he still has some he still has some natural ability. So I just think this whole thing is. Um, it's going to be really interesting. It's really good for Tennessee that they're going to have several draft picks because that needs to start happening. You know, as you as you grow this thing, and again, it is not about with me, nor will it ever be about with me producing NFL draft picks. I'm not. Uh, I'm not John Calipari. The other thing to call to your attention while we're talking about just the concept of it coming out in the wash today over at tclub.team i did some research after yesterday's show i we started talking about the 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 freshman class yesterday and how the freshman class is a total nothing this year in major college basketball now sean we've been conditioned down through the years to look at recruiting to look at recruiting rankings to, you know, to say it's the be-all, end-all. 
and I started I started looking around in um, major college basketball, and I'm going, okay, who are who are the stars uh, out there in major college basketball this year? From the five-star class, there are 25 five-stars off the list I went. And I, I think I used ESPN.com's list. I just grabbed the first thing I could find. We could debate who's got the best. I'm not here to debate that. Because you could take any of these lists, anybody listening to me, and if you're a basketball recruit, Nick, you know this. This year's class of five-stars is underwhelming. Next year's is supposed to be the worst ever. Now, I don't know what grassroots basketball is doing to produce these players. The thing that didn't help this year was that uh, the the Twins down at Georgia uh, decided that they were going to go to the G League, the Thompson Twins, and no, they did not do Hold Me Now. Uh, the Thompson Twins uh, skipped and went to the G League United along with Scoot Henderson. Along with that French kid, that French kid's supposed to be the best player to enter the NBA since LeBron James. He's the most ballyhooed uh, guy to enter NBA basketball. And Brian, do you know how to pronounce his names? Like Wun Yu, Yun Yu. I, 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 that guy's unbelievable, though. If you've seen clips of him, that guy's unreal. Yeah, I've, I've heard it pronounced. Wun Yu, Yun Yu. Anyway. I, I went back and was looking at the years these kids have had, right? Sean, when you watch this Derek Lively guy play against us in the uh, in the round of thirty-two from Duke, the big man, did he look to you like the number one player in college basketball? You used to tell me we used to talk on here. A five-star guy, you should be able to walk out there. You said with my daughter, and we're sitting there watching a practice. She should be able to say, "Oh, there's the that's the five-star guy right there. There he is." You know how many shots that guy attempted against the Vols? This is why college basketball has the year it's had with the Final Four it's had. And I really believe this. That guy attempted zero shots against Tennessee, Sean, a five-star basketball player. Playing like 35 minutes in the game. Played a bunch. And I, and I think that's why uh, basketball is going to change here in a bit. Um, you had Jerry Palm on a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I asked him about the uh, or maybe it was Maury, and I asked him about the uh, G League and the effect of this. And so a couple of things come up, not not original thoughts on my part, but just kind of uh, aggregating these is that, one, with your with your expose about the five stars, it's certainly understandable that uh, transfers are getting more attention. Mm-hmm. I think you told me perhaps privately that, uh, you know, a lot of these um, coaching pro coaching staffs are, spending a lot more time scouring uh transfer portals than they are you know sitting in sitting in um, gyms watching five stars run around mm-hmm. uh just you know aimlessly so you get that well if, if that's the case then you bring your transfer in he's going to get them the bulk of that attention you know um you can see like filipowski obviously 15 points a game he's but you just wonder if those kids are going to uh, get the attention, get the focus, or they're just going to be part of the roster mm-hmm. unless they're just Trey Young or Wayne and Tisdale or Joe Smith or one of those type guys. 
And then I think it, I think it probably is going to work in the favor of the NBA because they likely will change the rules. The kids can go straight to the D, G League, uh, you know, instead of, I mean, NBA, G League, or what have you, uh, out of high school, and then, which they can. But now it doesn't cost them all that much money. They can kind of park them and see really how they develop. And I'm sure there's a lot of analytics in the G League that they're, that they get a lot more information out of there than they do from college coaches, et cetera. Um, so I think we're about to see a, another shift there. Uh, where there's less importance on the on the five star, and which trickles down to you know less importance on AAU. It's uh, wild, yeah. Summer ball. It's yeah. Like you've got this this lively guy and Derek Whitehead. I mean, he's okay. That's number two player in America. You said Filipowski. So Duke had three of the top seven. Everybody thought, my God, Duke's gonna be incredible this year. They got three. Ordinarily, if you have three of the top seven players in a class, you are making it to the final four. Next year, Kentucky has three of the top whatever players in a class, and they're going to be an okay basketball team. Yeah. Because they're not going to have enough on the roster. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. And what that does is that opens the door for another FAU that's percolating out there in the ether that we don't know about. We have no idea. Another San Diego State's out there kind of percolating in the ether. And at some point, Tennessee. At some point. At some point. But, you know, I was looking at this thing, and I went, okay, star players. And I just kind of was looking at, like, Amari Bailey, right? He averaged 11 points a game at UCLA. Okay. He's not a star. He's all right. This Keontae George guy just entered the NBA at a Baylor. That's a hell of a player right there. And see, he's the type of guy that would have stayed when we were kids, Sean, a couple years. 20 years ago, he would have stayed a couple years. And he would have been lights out next year. And Baylor would have been lights out with him. Um, he had seven points in his last game against Creighton, one of ten from the field. And that's how, see, that's how a team with a star doesn't advance. And that's what's happened in this tournament. These guys in the moment in the tournament a bunch of these guys. Kyle Filipowski got swallowed up by the Vols. Brian True or false? That's exactly what happened. And he's a star player. He's a top ten player in America. Tennessee swallowed him, Sean, uh, 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 Brian. He didn't want any against us. Well, I mean, if it's Euros had a perfect, uh, perfect plan for Euros in that game. You know, I was was Euros. He got him. You know, he he, he actually his his addition got him a Sweet Sixteen appearance four years later. No doubt Probably about it. Probably his biggest contribution to the program in his four years, to be honest. Yep, he was MVP, MVP, MVP. But Keontae George is a star. Filipowski's a star. So I have two stars in the top ten. Actually, I have four stars in the top ten. Mm. But these guys aren't star stars like we were used to seeing star stars. Like guys you would tune the TV in to watch. And that's what's no. happened to the sport. Brandon Miller, guys, is a star. Top impact freshman I, in the country on and off the floor. That's what I'm calling think, Brandon uh, Miller. G.G. Jackson could have been if he'd gone somewhere where they had a team that could play around him. G.G. Jackson is an interesting study because I was consulting with somebody and putting this together last night. 15 points per game on a horrendous team. Think Allen Houston back in the day. But he had three points versus Tennessee in two games. Was overwhelmed against better competition all year. 
But really what he did is he ran out his high school clock, went and enrolled somewhere close to home to kind of just get it over with. But 15 years ago, college basketball the way it used to be, Gigi Jackson plays at North Carolina for two or three years. That's a school he grew up liking. He was a North Carolina fan today. He goes to a team playing for nothing as a reclassified kid. And as Sean just said, this is a guy that's going to have to learn in the G League on a two-way deal how to play basketball at a high level. That's Gigi Jackson. And he is, it's funny you mention him, Bri, because he's the face of what's going on in college basketball. He's the reason guys like him and the way they're producing or not, these players now, is the reason that we are in the era that we're all of a sudden in. And and I don't think it's going to end. I, I don't think this is going to end. I think this Fun. is the I think this is the beginning of the beginning. Because next year's class is worse, guys. It just is. The experts say, and they're generally right about the depth of a class. They're generally right about this. Next year's class entering a major college basketball is going to be worse than this year's class in terms of impact. I'll it's tell like you, telling he's a diaper dandy to talk about. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy about about this deal is that Julian Phillips is one of out of the twenty five five stars. He's one of the seven or eight or nine most productive players in the class. And people want to point to Rick Barnes and say, "Well, he can't. You know, he's got a black thumb when it comes to growing five star kids." And maybe that's true. But I'm going to tell you, Julian Phillips is one of the most productive five-star kids in this class, if that tells you anything. And as I wrote two days ago at tclub.team, whether or not Julian Phillips comes back next year is kind of mysterious to Tennessee because um, internally his camp's not happy with the way Tennessee kind of got the dog out of him. Uh, and... And then you saw kind of his play down the stretch there in the tournament was, uh, shall we say, it was less than, I don't know if I'm going to use the term engaged. I don't know how fair that is. But he didn't exactly look locked in, as they say in the trade. And then, um, so it's 50-50 with him. 50-50, he comes comes back. 50-50, he goes somewhere else. And 50-50, he goes on to the NBA and does the uh, the bus route deal goes and plays in the bus leagues and figures it out. That's where we are. And what it's left is, it's left a college basketball that if you're a recruit, Nick, it used to be an easy sport to understand. You go get this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and I'm going to go beat your ass. And I'm going to win 30 games. Sport's not like that anymore. Not like that. So, to those of you that have always lived by the stars, now you're dying by the stars. Duke had three of the top seven players in America. Did they look like that to you? With our ordin- And we're an ordinary basketball team, the Vols were this year, that made the Sweet 16. It was actually a really nice coaching job by Barnes. It was. Sean, do we look exemplary to you? Like, did we look exemplary this year in hoops to you? We look like a pretty nice little team. That's what we look like. But we didn't look like we, were, we should be able to do that to three of the top seven players in the sport. And 15 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Well, no, I think I think that's exactly what we do. Is uh, we uh, this team, and, and I'm not disappointed at the end of the season at all because this team is exactly 
you know, Dennis Green, who, who we thought they were. You know, people came out and said, don't trust Tennessee. Olivia Kumwa is is going to have a, uh, you know, an off game. Yep. And, and people thought that was, you know, heresy. But, no, it was true. That's what this that's what this team does. Uh, it, it elevates itself against Brandon Miller. Yep. It elevates itself against other people. And then, you know, it, it, it doesn't so much elevate itself against others. So, uh, but I think it's interesting now that as you talk through that, I was just, you know, before you have to say, you know, like uh, if a kid of, of, of his clout, Julian Phillips, is looking to leave Tennessee, you know, typically the fan would say, hey, you know, um, you need to stick around, learn your lesson, work your way into the thing. Well, hey, you know, at this point in time, his parents, they have an asset. And I know I hate to say it like that, mm-hmm. but you have a potential generational wealth, family changing talent in your hand. You know, you have to you have to groom that the best you know how. I mean, it's it okay, fine, but nobody had a big problem, you know, with the voluntary tennis uh, back in the day, or or what have you. They, you know, soccer we see that right now. Baseball we see that right now with kids and traveling, private instruction, et cetera. So, you know, it would be nice if he stuck around. If he's a first round draft choice, I would encourage him to go. But I will be, I'll be the last person to criticize his parents if they see a different opportunity because I haven't seen Rick Barnes, uh, obviously Kevin Durant's an outlier, but I haven't seen Rick Barnes showcase uh, a talent like that. No, no, his system's not for his. Right. And no yeah. offense because no. Rick Barnes is, Rick Barnes is a quality coach. Rick he Barnes really is there to win 25 games, Sean. That's what he's there to, he's, he, he's not worried about, whether or not Julian Phillips is drafted in the first round this year. He's just not. And, and that's kind of what makes him a little different than Calipari. Calipari said out loud, my job uh, is to get guys to the NBA. And the, and the Kentucky fans were like, and this was when it was going great for them. They didn't like that comment. They really don't like that comment now. That's That was uh, his mistake comment, kind of like when Barnes said, well, if they'd have paid my buyout, I'd have left here. You know, like, oh, okay. I mean, you can't tell a fan base that your number one goal is to produce NBA players, nor can you tell a fan base that if somebody would have paid your buyout, you, you would, uh, you know, fan bases are going to hold those types of comments against you. But to your point about Phillips, in a weird way, Tennessee did against this class, they did develop him. He Go to my blog today and go do your own research. Don't trust my word. Go look up, get a list of the five-star kids, and look at the years they've had. Julian Phillips had a top ten year among his peers, and he's that in sounds the like great against the curve. Oh, and by well, the way, they didn't make the final. None of them are in the final four either. Brian, only two of them made the elite eight. Besides a couple of, besides a couple of rebound slams that he cleaned up, uh, he didn't look anything to me like the player. Uh, I thought he was going to no be doubt about it. No, no doubt I about thought, it. I thought he looked timid. Yep. I thought he looked uh, yep. unsure of himself. Yep. I thought he looked like uh, if he did what he does and the ball didn't go in, he'd be put right back on the bench. Incredible. Uh, but uh, so you no you no, listen. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong either. No, you get no argument from me on on the body language, on the way he looked. He's just one of the most. Pre- he, 
Blake Lively, the number one player on that board, guys, attempted zero shots against Tennessee on a day when Palavi Plav and the Funky Bunch pushed him all over the basketball floor. They did everything but take him and mop the floor with him, a la Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair back in the day. I mean, it's crazy. Eight six five two hundred. I thought Filipowski accounted for himself well. He's a great player. Yep. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. But Tennessee shoved him around as well. We're going to come back on the other side. And what I want to ask you is, what letter grade are we giving uh, Coach Bonzi this year? What letter grade? And who's the MVP of the Tennessee basketball team this year? Letter grade MVP. Letter grade MVP, 865-200-5402. And I've got to take Cinco's temperature. I've got to take his temp here on uh, on how the baseball team's going to perform this weekend down at LSU. Because this is going to be, these LSU people, in their minds, Tennessee has their belt, and they want the belt back. And LSU has jumped ahead of Tennessee in the betting markets as the Number one team that now the odds on favor to win the national championship over at Circa. So we take a brief TO and come back right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. The City of Columbia invites you to experience Mule Day 2023. Don't miss this annual celebration March 30th through April 2nd. The popular Mule Day Parade takes place Saturday, April 1st at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia, featuring Grand Marshal Mike Wolf of American Pickers. And Murray County Park is where the endless Mule Day fun is happening with a daily lineup of mule competitions, crafts, foods, live entertainment, and more. Visit muleday.com for details. You want to grill out, but the price of meat has been skyrocketing at the supermarket. So how about 20 ribeyes for $39.99? Prime House Direct, America's number one online butcher, is having a gigantic four-day sale. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. At Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Look for the big truck. And the big tent. 20 ribeyes, 
$1.99. Cases of fillets, New York strips, Delmonico's, boneless chicken breast, and even more shrimp. With wholesale boxes of individual prime portions, vacuum seals for long freezer life. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Accepting cash, credit, debit card, and EBT. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Stop by and register to win our $1,000 prime steak, chicken, pork, and seafood package, along with a free freezer. No purchase necessary. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. At Marvin's, 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. Online at theprimehousedirect.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you. 865-200-5402 is the numero uno, numero uno, numero uno. All lines are currently jammed. We'll go back to our phones, get as many people in here as humanly possible. Where's Bill Withers when you need him? What a lovely day it is, which is just a great jam. Lovely day is a great jam. I've got a couple hours to spend with you today. We're, we're going to get off early. We're, we're, uh, my group, Fountain City Rambler, has been invited to play the uh, ribbon cutting for the Dogwood Arts Festival this afternoon, which is a big deal around here in these parts, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So uh, got to get set up for that this afternoon. Got to primp and scrimp, as they say in the trade. Got to do my hair today, get my hair up in curlers. Actually, I don't have any hair, but we'll go back to the phones and uh, get our first call in. On a day where we're discussing hoops, uh, we're discussing the NFL draft and the importance of, and then we're going to really drill down a little later on, on on this baseball team and spring football and all the things that are popping and and shaking lakes and rocking docks. Craig Jenkins, hello and welcome in to our first call. How you doing, Tony? And that's what we got. Hey, Bill. You're not going to gun me down now, are you? Like you've had a habit of doing it whenever I want to talk Titans, you love gunning me down. Are you going to gun me down, Tony? No, Bill. You, okay, good. I'm going to play. I'm going to play a little game with you. Okay. We're at the NFL draft. You're Howie Roseman. Bill. We're playing a little game. I thought we were playing Peekabell. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My bad. We're playing a little. Okay. We're at the draft. All right. What's the game called? It's going to be called uh, to trade or not to trade. All right. I'm wanting to get rid of Derrick Henry. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. All right. What am I giving up? You're gonna. I want you to give me up your first round pick for this year and next, and your fourth round what? pick for this year and next. Sean Sinclair, help him out. Two first round picks and a fourth rounder for a guy. If he was an automobile, has about four hundred eighty thousand miles on him and hadn't had an oil change in about three years. I think Jimmy Johnson would love that trade. Yes. I mean, what are you kidding me? Uh, we got to find Mike Lynn from. Uh, uh, from uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll make that deal. That that hey, year, if I, could get, if I could get two second rounders for Derrick Henry. I'd take that tomorrow. Heck yeah! I feel I feel Tony that Henry would be a perfect fit for your Eagles. Brian you Hartman, I think so, but I do. Brian Hartman, from an Eagles perspective, and Brian, you're in uh, Derrick Henry's division. What do you think of Titans Bill trying to fleece me live on the air here? I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. 
I find it utterly disrespectful to Jack Fritz uh, and the High Hopes podcast that you would do that to me on the eve of the Phillies' uh, defense of their National League World Championship, Titans Bill. Oh, yeah, by the Brave way, fans, I'm eat your hearts you out. Br- hey, I'm glad you brought up the Phillies because yes. this morning on 97.5, the fanatic, I heard a John, the John Kincaid show. Oh, and they were all guessing horrible. on how many wins that your Phillies is going to get. And what you say the number is, Bill? The 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 betting market is eighty six and a half. Are you going over or under? I'm going over. I'm going to say at least ninety five wins for the Phillies. Oh boy, well that coming from a guy that wanted two first round picks for Derrick Henry. I'm going to sell my stock, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll hey, I like it the, down to 93, Bodhi Tony. Zotfa. Bodhi Zotfa. Titans, Bill, I saw the great episode of the Partridge family. I've been recording the Partridge family recently in honor of you. And when Lori, when Lori went out with Snake, I saw the episode the other night. Do you remember that episode? I believe I remember. I believe I recognize. I remember that episode, and also you could pick them up on uh, Amazon Prime Video. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. And, of course, I'm glad you brought that up, because this coming Friday, guess whose birthday it's going to be? Shirley McLean. The wonderful and the, and the exciting and the magnificent and the... I'm doing the math here. Of course, David Cassidy was very young. That was her stepson. David Cassidy's hair last night's episode was beautiful. David Cassidy's hair last night in this episode was beautiful. Looked like a young Tony Falls out there flopping around with his hair, Titans Bill. Yeah. But I saw that biography on him, and I'll tell you one thing, he looked bad. What letter grade do you, uh, Titans Bill, give uh, Rick Bonds and the Tennessee basketball team this year, now that we've reached the thrilling conclusion of your phone call? All right, I would give him an F, because we were not a good basketball team. Let's face it, we were not. Well, Bill, thank you. I'm going to have to balance... I'm going to have to balance Bill's F out. I was telling the guys off the air, I'm really thinking about, I'm debating between an A and an A+. And now that he gave them an F, I'm going to have to, because we have to record every grade on here. That's how this works. And I'm going to have to. That's a potentially tough crowd there with Titans Bill. I mean, I'm glad I don't have him. You're going to have to go like the Olympic judges and uh, knock out the high and the low. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning toward an A or an A plus and here's why. Brian, how many times did that team play with their starting lineup this year? Going back to oh, going are. back to November, would you say half the season or less than half the season? I'd say maybe a third of the games they I were agree with that. completely. I agree everybody. with that. And they won twenty five games. And then they lost And who'd they beat? They beat they beat a number they beat two number one seeds and a two seed, and they lost along their, the way. They lost their they lost their point guard with about three weeks left in the season, and we all thought, well, they'll never get out of the first weekend. 
and they beat the team that I hate more than any other, maybe in a life, in Duke. Now, granted, it's Duke light. You know, it's not, not Duke heavy. It's not Duke with uh, Coach K over there. But still, it's Duke nonetheless. Made Jay Bellis cry on national television. And I got to say, I'm for it. I'm giving him an A+. Plus. So Bill gives him an F. I give him an A+. Plus. We'll go back to the phones here. Sean Sinclair, before we do, what is your quick letter grade for the basketball balls? I'm, uh, Titans Bill gives him an F. I give him an A+. Plus. So they're toggling around a CC plus right now. What do you give him, Cinco? I'm just going to go with a solid B. I think uh, All right. uh, I'm, I appreciate some of the high points. Uh, I think some of the um, – I question some of the buy-in uh, with injured players, and I, it's not my opinion. Uh, I think Rick Barnes was quoted as saying something to the effect of, well, with Julian and, and uh, Triple J, uh, you know, you have to ask them if they're going to play. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm – and not to rip those guys. I thought, yep. I, thought so, I thought there were games where especially the uh, – the one that will, the one that sticks in my craw, mm-hmm. is that Chris Lofton game. I was there against Kentucky. That was awful, and I just did not see, I did not see the effort oh. that should have been brought out oh. for a jersey being hung that night. Oh. I, I don't care about the win, the loss. Oh. I didn't see the appreciation. Or the effort that day, and there's a backstory uh, on that. And one. there were other, and there were other games like that as well. <sighs> and there's a backstory on that one. Let's go back to the phones. So a solid B. So a solid B. Solid B from Sink. All right, let's go to the phones and get our next call in. Titans Bill gave the Vols an F after what Titans Bill I would have to turn from you a, maybe a D minus phone call. No offense. Starting out talking about you're trying to fleece me with Derrick Henry. Jeez Louise. Hello and welcome into our next call. How's it going, Tony? Yeah, you're live on the air. Welcome in. Uh, I, if I had to give him a probably like an A minus. A minus, okay. Yeah. But I would also have to say that you know I think that, like we said all along, um, the thing is is like the players' grade versus Bill uh, Barnes's grade is two totally different things. Meaning, like, you know, not to be not meaning not to be the dead horse, but like. You know, look at what, you know, like, you know, how like, a lot of old people are setting their ways, but look what Larinaga has done at Miami. You know, he lets those kids, and uh, and I'm a Miami fan, too. Wow. But the thing is, I was, yeah. Yeah, this is ball. That's game, neat, right? man. Is that Has that been fun yeah. to you to watch Miami basketball Dude, just break through? How much put, fun has this been for you? It's, it's been like watching the 2001 Miami football, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know? But um, the thing is, is like, tell our fan base what's that like. I don't mean to interrupt you, but tell our fan base what it's like to see your team go and break through and win all those games, win those four games to get to a Final Four. I can't imagine what that's like. It was so fun for us to beat Duke. If we would have had two more wins, Brian, we'd be sky high right now. Oh, yeah. We'd be sky rizzy. Nothing is everything, Brian. Yep. And I mean, it's a it's equivalent to the way, like I said, Tennessee yep. football was last year. That's that. Wow! So it's yeah, made you feel like that. It's made you feel yeah, like and I'm that, not huh? A basketball fan. And you're not even. That's my I'm, point. You don't even need a basketball fan to get swept up in. I guarantee you, you were on the edge of your seat watching that Elite Eight game the other day. I bet you were going crazy. 
hey, I went out here in Corrington and yelled like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, is like if anybody's watched that, and I'm not just being a homer for them. Yeah. Dude, they're a well-coached team. You better believe it. If you, if, if you didn't watch that freaking uh, Houston game, and especially the Texas game, because I ain't going to lie, I was worried whenever everything, because mm. I was like, oh, here we go. But, man, they never – they made two threes the whole game. They never got – they never get Mm-mm. into freaking playing other people's ball. Like, they didn't try to match their threes. But, you know, the game before that, they had, what, 11 threes? You know, and the thing I like about, about Larry Nathan, how much – you know, uh, he would, he would take that Phillips kid, he'd score 30 a game. Probably. Uh, he would turn him loose. He would, he, he, we would not recognize that Phillips kid if he played at Miami. Go ahead, Bri. How much, uh, how much money do you think that Miami cost secondary ticket brokers in the Houston area that were counting on oh. Houston or oh. Texas? Oh. Have you guys Did seen you know, the Final you know Four ticket? Are you, the, hey, Miami, are you thinking about going? I honestly was, but it was the plane fare that, you know, got, oh. but yeah, they, they had tickets. I looked at right after, right after that and they were $120. Yeah, they're, they're like they, now, they, uh, they're under a hundred right yeah. now, or they were yesterday. They, they were saying how bad it killed the market of them. Oh, yeah. I think the women's final four will be a tougher ticket than the men's final four, y'all. It, it oh, will be just win. because of the, the size of those fan bases that, that that's at the women's yeah. final four. That's interesting, Bri, because those South Carolina people do travel. Who else is there, Bri? Virginia Tech's never been. And and LSU and Iowa. Yep, yep. Those those all have pretty big, bigger followings than some of the teams, maybe except for Connecticut in the news. I mean, how many people can go to the FAU deal? 50? Seriously. Right. (laughs) Exactly, right? Right. They can all fit in one car. Yeah. (laughs) They can all carpool. Last thing, like they, they said, and I think this is where I think, you know, Barnes has to, you know, get a little more like Larinaga, is, you know, Larinaga, you can, if you watch him, he's yeah. very good at putting at kids uh, doing what they do good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, if a kid can score points, you know what? Put him in there and score points when you need defense, you know, yeah. put somebody in. You know, and they got that o- Ochar kid. He's like 6'8", and he's out rebounding. He's averaging like 16 rebounds a game. I love that kid. You know, he was – thank you for the call. Congratulations to Miami and you. They were beat up coming into the tournament. But when you have um, that Nigel Pack guy who they got out of uh, Kansas State and they teamed him with that Wong guy on a team that already went to the Elite Eight, that's called money well spent. You know, Duke was thought of as a Final Four team more than Miami because Duke beat them in the ACC tournament in the – I guess it was the semifinal round. Really matters. You know – Kind of you like know, us last year. That didn't year. come to pass. Uh, no. The Pack guy and uh, team with Wong, uh, those guys are a handful, a real handful in this tournament. Because you've got a bunch of teams that have decided they don't need to score. And we're one of them. But I gave us an A or an A+. Plus to balance out Bill's F. Let's get a legal in here, and then we'll keep Hour 2 going. So it's Hour 2 on your Tony Basilio show. We are letter grading. What do you give the basketball team this year? If you want to say what letter grade are you giving Rick Bonds, you can say that. But I'm asking you what letter grade are you uh, giving the basketball team this year. I'm, I'm looking at the season in totality. Brian Hartman said it. We didn't have our starting lineup for a third of the year. Maybe a third of the year together. I'd say it's an A. A to an A+. Plus. Got to the Sweet 16. Match Rick Barnes' best finish that he's, since he's been here in eight years. Now, 
Matt Dixon and Brian have a pretty good point about making the Sweet 16 here. That's a pretty common thing. When you look at it, Jerry Green made the Sweet 16 here. Bruce Pearl did it three times and has an Elite Eight. I mean, not that we're counting, but it's accurate. Let's go back to our phones. We've had seven Sweet 16s uh, since Y2K was a thing, let alone Y2J. So let's go to the phones. What's a letter grade? You tell me. What are you, what are you, giving, what are you giving this team? 865-200-5402. I'm going to come to Brian Hartman here momentarily for his letter grade. Titans Bill gave us an F, but Titans Bill last offseason did a unfortunate Karen Weekly imitation that he'd like to take back right now. I know that. Hello and welcome into our next call on your Tony Basilio show. Hello. Hey, it's Jeff and Blaine. Hey, buddy. Welcome in. Yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would give the guys a, a B plus. You're thinking um, like I am. Yep. And I would, you know, I like Santi as the the player um, of the year. I mean, you know, Zakai probably would have been up there. He, of course, had his up his ups and downs before the injury, but you know, I, I do think he was the heart of the team as a good point guard really should be. And Santi, you know, he even though he's improved his athleticism, he's not. You know the the athlete that you, your prototypical SEC Power Five type athlete. Yeah, he he absolutely played out there like he was both on the defensive and offensive end. Incredible. Even though he was like the really only one threat. You know when Triple J would go, you know witness protection program. He he still stayed pretty consistent when Barnes had him in the game anyway. When sitting with two fouls, and then they made him a basically stuck him at point at the end of the year. And I don't want to say he was flawless at it. But he was a pretty darn good college point guard. Now it inhibited his ability to, you know, to to call his own number at times. Uh, but even at that, if you go back to the Florida Atlantic game, he called his number twice out of the halftime and hit six in a row. Hey, Brian Hartman, you know what this leads me to ask right now? And we haven't really asked it on the air, but just to be fair to Rick Barnes and his basketball team. If they would have gotten Florida Atlantic in the Sweet 16 with a healthy ZZ stop, Bry, do they get through them? Do they get the Elite Eight, Bry? Rick Barnes is uh, first Elite Eight here at Tennessee and his first Elite Eight in like 20 years in college basketball, uh, Brian. I'll I'll say yeah. I think they could have they could have gotten past. They they actually did what I thought. I, yep. I knew that the Ziegler injury they they get around further, and then you think, well, if Ziegler doesn't get hurt. They could have been a Final Four team. What do you think, Chip and Blaine? I, what do you think? If if ZZ's healthy, are we looking at an Elite Eight team and a chance to play to get, get to a Final Four? Well, I think if, obviously, if the same thing happened against Duke, yes, because um, obviously I think ZZ would have done a better job against those guards staying in front of them. But I don't know that we get to the Sweet 16 with ZZ simply because with Duke's athleticism at the wing, um, would that have been? Would ZZ have been a hindrance there more? So, and I think with ZZ, without, without Zakai, we kind of had to really buckle down on this, you know, uh, New York Knicks type yep. defense and yep. bloody the game up. And so that to me was the bigger game plan than whether Zakai would have or would have not played. But certainly against FAU, he would have been an asset. But before I get out of here, I yeah. do want to comment. You guys had a great conversation going about the state of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's 
any surprise that our Final Four looks the way it does with this, with the transfer portal stuff. Because for me, if I was a big-time coach, what what's to stop me from going to some, you know, FAU-type schools, you know, Central Florida, somewhere in some obscure, you know, like a Villanova or something, and go ahead and say, look, I'm not going to play an FCC schedule. I'm not going to get beat up week in, week out, playing in the ACC, okay, or the Big Ten. I'm going to play in one of these Creighton-type leagues, and then guess what? We're going to make it to the Sweet 16 because you're not – the guys are fresh. they got fresh legs. And I think that's what you're seeing, especially with FAU. Pretty interesting. I appreciate the call. Yeah, FAU won all those games, and they beat teams by such a tremendous margin that they were like number 20 in Ken Palm coming into the year, like 19 or 20. They were toggling around that mark. You know, their league probably deserved to have more teams in than they they got in. Oh, my God, Brian. I can't believe the tournament they're having. Tell tell the living listener what what they're doing right now. It's historic. They they have two teams that are going to play for the NIT championship in North Texas and UAB. So had FAU tripped up somewhere, I still think they probably get in safely to the tournament. Yep, this is an honor of the old Metro Conference. But, you know, it's a shame that a team like that had to run through its schedule like that and win pretty much every game to get where they got. They, their margin for error wasn't quite as big as, as a lot of other people, which is a shame. Hey, Cinco, as they are. Cinco Gentry, Gentry Estes of your Tennessean says he believes that uh, the way Rick Barnes plays basketball and demands his kids to play so hard in the defensive end leads to a team that has zero left at the end of the year. And he looked at a Tennessee uh, locker room that looked to him to be kind of relieved that it was all done the other day. And I wonder if you think that's accurate, if um, the concept of never taking a down-off on defense, because other teams pace themselves throughout the year, and Barnes knows one way, and that's pedal down to the floor, hitting the hitting the whip the entire time. Now, he can tell people, oh, he backs off, and but he really is old school to the core. Uh do you think there's accuracy in what Gentry says and the way Tennessee approaches the game, how there's just nothing left at the end of the year, even when you have a deeper team? I'm not sure about that. I I, I imagine that strength and conditioning coaches know what the what the you know, the requirements are physically to play that. And so I I mean if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the penultimate game of the year the Duke game? He certainly didn't look like we were dragging around against a team that had won 20 straight games or something like that. So I I think that's – I think when you have a a tournament career like Rick Barnes, there's always speculation of why this is not working out, why aren't the results different. Um, But, you know, know, FAU's done the same thing to Kansas State and some other people. So I, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. I I, I want to be fair to, to Barnes. Um, uh, again, Duke, we looked like a whirlwind of energy in that game. Back to the phones we go. Well, you say that, but they only scored 65 points. It's not like they, you know, it wasn't like a 90 to 85 type game. They still had to, how many to grind it out. They, the deal. How, how many did they win by? 
Yeah, but it's still not. A, are we cricketing? Yeah, they, they are we cricketing now, that's Brian? The way, that's just that's just the way they look. Are we doing crickets over here? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I understand that point. Yeah, okay. Brian. I mean, what, what, what you're probably, no, you're probably at a different level than I am. We looked roach, Brian. see that. Let's go back to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero. It certainly didn't look great when they were blowing an eighteen point lead over Louisiana either. Well, that's. I mean, as far as just see, that's what's interesting, right? About um, the thing that's interesting about our team is that it just never ends in terms of the intrigue. But how are you selectively roached? I don't know. How are you? I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I will say this. I think we have enough of a sample size to suggest that uh, five the, all, the upper five-star kids mm-hmm. kind of don't really mesh with this system in this in this period of time. Uh, perhaps he's, uh, you know, that was the thing, Dale Brown at LSU. You give him, you give him Shaquille. Chris Jackson, Stanley Boudreau, mm-hmm. uh, the other big, kid, the other Stan, uh, the other big kid, um, and then um, I'm mixing those two names up. But anyway, you know what I'm talking. You give him all that talent, and he's going to flame out. You give him, you give him a bunch of guys that are just gritty. He'll go to the elite eight every year. I don't like some coaches are like that. I don't know. So Florida, like here's all the stuff's on the Razor's edge, right? Because Florida Atlantic was lucky to get through their first-round game, and they went into the tournament as an 8 or a 9 in the 8-9 game. Was it a 9 by with uh, <clears throat> with Memphis? Yeah, they were a 9 seed. And they were <clears throat> they were two-and-a-half-point underdog to UAB in the CUSA championship game. UAB uh, is now in the NIT final. Uh, Charlotte in Conference USA won the CBI title. And right now, that, um, that CUSA is 17-1 in postseason tournaments. Somebody won something called the CBI. And then, Brian, are two teams from that league playing for the NIT championship? Is that what, what I saw? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, North Texas and UAB, coached by former Ole Miss coach Andy Kennedy. Yeah, I'm soon to join his follically challenge club. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome in to our next call. Tony Basilio show on a Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Rice fans, Rice fans. Hello, welcome in. Mike, Tony, John, Ronnie Boy, what's up? Hey, Joshy. How we doing, buddy? Josh. Doing good, man. Out here running the roads, dodging super roots. Hey, uh... Dodge and Subies. Hey, what are the what's the um when you're out there behind the wheel of an eighteen wheeler, what's the uh uh scariest car out there when you see your dauber goes up? Oh, it's Subaru, especially if they got a bunch of stickers on the back, Tony. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. So, Interesting. But I uh I I give Barnes a probably a C A plus uh, A A plus C. I'll give him a uh, I would give him a solid B if he would have beat Kentucky one time, but can't lose twice to Kentucky and uh, Vanderbilt, and uh, you know. Boy, they did do that, didn't they? They lost to Kentucky twice, and Van- that Vandy loss. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think uh, what basketball Lee said, uh, and he's really good on radio, by the way. Even though, uh, oh yeah, 
I, I can't believe I'm saying anything good about him as much money as he cost me in that tournament with uh, uh, Lee. Lee and uh, yeah. that other horrible pick he had. You know, with Lee, with Lee, with Lee, you either love the guy or you hate the guy, depending on when you listen to the guy. <laughs> but I, uh, well, what he says through the uh, Tom on James, their inconsistency. Uh, that's the whole problem with this team. Yeah. You can't trust what you watching from one game to the next. You know. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I think we'll be better in the future. I, I mean, when you got what when you can roll out there and you know what you got night after night instead of depending on kids that you really can't depend on. Well, Barnes be decided because this is COVID. You know, you could have all these guys back if you wanted to. Welcome them all back. Put your arms around them. He's decided, according to people I talked to that they're going to um, go plug their holes in the portal. And I understand Tennessee reached out to somebody in the state of Washington in the last 24 hours, trying to run down a name for you, but uh, I understand that they've reached out to somebody in the great Northwest, uh, a prospect there, a big man. But, um, you know, I, I think it's the right decision. I think out of that freshman class... I think you keep a light on for Vesco, and then you tell the rest of the guys, hey, we love you, and we want you guys to go on, and if you want to experience some more college, go go enjoy yourselves a, an extra year somewhere. I think that's the right decision. Well, I really do. I agree, but the people uh, saying fire barns and all that's ridiculous. Stupid. It's, it's insanity. Yep, uh, Titans Bill uh, giving him an F. Titans Bill gave him, embarrassed himself. Uh, in this transfer portal, it's unacceptable the way he's handling it. He needs to play for keeps like everybody else. He's getting paid big money yep. to go out and get the best kids available. He yep. don't need to be worrying about his reputation and pissing off other buddy coaches he's got. Go get the best player you can get with the money you got. Well, and there's a real, there's kind of an interesting backstory on that thing that I'd like to tell, but I'm not going to on the on the guard last year from St. Louis. But it's like they blame others. When all you have to do is take the kid. They blamed others because the story got out there. It's like, take the kid. Take yeah, him. Really. Take Yuri Collins. Take him. You, hey, what would, hey, 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 jo hey, Josh, what would your guy Tony Valls have done there? Oh, I mean, come on. What, would Josh, he Heupel, hey, what would Josh Heupel have done there? Yeah, I mean, then you got to play for Keats in this, in, you know. You're yes. Tony. It's like Bon Jovi said, in I wanted dead or alive, I play for keeps because I might not make it back. It's a great line, Josh. Your Phillies, Tony, they had the best signing in, in the free agent deal, no doubt. Getting Trey Turner was huge. We're acting like uh, a big money team right now. I don't know how. I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, I don't know. They're, uh, they're, you know, y'all are winning the division. For Josh, y'all are winning uh, the division. It's going to be me. Uh, it's going to be the. It's going to be the. The, the order is going to be the Braves because they just have a solid team, solid organization. Uh, right or no right to start the season, the Braves are going to bounce back and have a great year. Although I don't trust Acuna long term as a long term winner based on what I saw him saw from him in the playoffs last year. No offense. Sure. I mean, uh, you the Ozzy Albee's only played sixty-four games. Like phenomenal player. That. He's he's a, a quarter of the season. Most underrated he's player, maybe in the National League. Ozzy Albee's most underrated player in the National League. Uh, so I'm going to take you guys first, the silly second, 
and maybe the Marlins third and the Mets fourth. The Mets are going to continue, Josh, to implode. You cannot have all those old arms and tell me that over 162 that staff's going to hold up. I mean, what, no. what, what's next? Are we going to sign Jim Palmer? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, depend on Verlander and Scherzer. Come on now. As, as my two. You know, uh, Tony, I, I'm anxious to hear what Sean has to say about this LSU weekend. Uh, yep. It's a huge, huge weekend. It can kind of set the tone a little yep. bit, like a lot like that Ole Miss weekend did last year. Yep. This team could get a lot of confidence if they, you know, really play well. Uh, I, I still like, I watch Friday and Saturday, uh, and Saturday's game, I still seen some stupid baseball, you know, uh, base running mistakes. They love running that third out. Now that's that, that third out thing, making the third out on the base paths. Somehow they just never got that memo, this, this club. What drove me crazy was Tony up there. I hit that liner up the middle and took that pitcher's glove off his hand. And, uh, the kid threw like six straight balls, and uh, you know we were going to walk. You know we were going to walk. The next guy was going to walk, and uh, the shortstop. I mean, he's swinging at ball. You know, ball three, and then hits into a. It was, should have been a double play, but the guy booted it a little bit. Yeah. Then he got caught in a rundown. I mean, you just got to know what's going on, and we're not there yet. No. So, I don't know. But anyway, hey, great show, Tony. Hang Love in you. there. See you guys. Yeah, Hunya, uh, uh, Hunya. He, he's, uh, Maui Ahuna's like half in, half out half the time. He's an interesting guy. He bears watching as the year goes along. 865-200-54. A little nonchalant at times in his play, I think, would be the term I'd use. Um, we come back, I will ask Sean, and then we'll get some more calls in about his read on the LSU series that begins tomorrow, race fans, race fans, race fans, happens to lay right over the beginning of the Major League Baseball season. Race fans, race fans. As we continue, and I'm asking you for your letter grade, for Basketball Vols 2022-2023. Now that we've put another season to bed, and four new teams are off to the Final Four for the fourth consecutive season Will the basketball Vols be in that number in 364 days? I don't know. Will they? Could happen. So we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. fun event to take the family to, Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information.
The mules are back in town. Mule Day 2023, the wagon train departs on Wednesday, headed to Murray County Park. Attend all four days, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. Mini Mania Show and the Log Pulling Competition Thursday at 12 noon with the Feed Time Race at 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., Jackpot Mule Races has some smoking fast mules, all competing for cash and bragging rights for the title of the fastest mule in Tennessee. Friday at noon is the Driving Mule Show, and at 6 p.m., the Gated Mule State Championship. Saturday is a big day. The Mule Day Parade on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia at 11 a.m. sharp. Then Pony Mule Pulling at noon, Mule Pulling Tennessee State Championships, and the Skillington Draft Mule Show at 2 p.m. On Sunday, we have worship at 9 a.m., the Riding Mule Show at 11 a.m., and gospel singing at noon. Did I mention Friday and Saturday? Ham and white bean plates are only 10 bucks from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Visit MuleDay.com for a complete schedule of Mule Day events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. As we welcome you back, I was just telling Brian and Sean during the break, we were just talking about what a lovely day it is and what a blessed day it is to be alive and well. And uh, It's not the warmest day here in East Tennessee. Temperatures hovering around 60 or so, but the last couple days here have just been, well, a couple days ago where it was 70-ish. Just absolutely outstanding, but everything's blooming at once. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. And I want Sean at some point here in this segment to give us his thoughts on the LSU series and unpack it. What a legitimate ask is of our baseball team coming up with playing mighty LSU. Hello and welcome in to our next call on our Wednesday edition of your Tony Basilio show. Hi. How my friends compatriots doing today? Hey, Dubs. First thing is, is Titans Bell seeking professional help? Meaning? Him saying we, he's going to give us an F, the basketball team. Yep, he gave Barnsley an F, and I gave him an A plus to round out his F. Well, I'm doing something kind of crazy. I'm giving the players an A and Barnes a C plus, which equals a B plus for the total team. I think you're being hard on Barnes, man. Don't you, Sean? Don't you think that's a little harsh on Barnes to give him a C plus, Cinco? Yeah, but again, I'm always for the for the players. But uh, I thought Barnes did. I, I thought Barnes did what Barnes does. Well, what I'm referring to is not having a plan. With a backup point guard no, and not true. going after that St. Louis player. That's I mean, true. That's too, that's too. That's why I lowered him a letter yeah. grade, basically. And then blame the media people for it. You know, well, look. That, here's the thing. When's that story going to get out in public, though? Because they uh, take a lot of crap for that, and he didn't do a lot of bad things in that thing. Nope. You're right, well, Sean. You sometimes you he, had, he had a media person. He had a media person that we all know. You know, leverage Barnes so much so that Barnes had to make a "what's the right thing to do here" decision. I commend him for that decision. It it cost us, uh, and this media person around town has been able to go scot free. Well, I see the other side of that. I think it's a. I think you should take the player, and you should have always yeah. taken the player, and you don't go around blaming media people. So that's my opinion on that. But that, and that and that and that's that's right too. That's yes. okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, B-plus for the whole season, because I did say I'd be happy if they made the Sweet, sweet 16, yep. and they did that. It's a great, hey, it was a really, for, for you, having your starting lineup for a third of the season? Yeah, that that's tough. Yeah, it's hard. You know. But But to your point... Why do you have your starting lineup for a third of the season? Well, part of it is that you didn't address things in recruiting. Correct. And you know, and then the B.J. Edwards deal. Yeah. Um, you know who really got my attention on that on Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime was Jerron Maiman when he said, "Hey, if you got a guy that can't defend or you don't think can, get him off to the side and bone him up. Teach him how to do it. Teach him the angles. Make him well, better." You know, our, our- our starting players claimed he was a beast on defense and practice. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah, they you know, they all said we gotta go against this guy. He's, wow. he's something else. Wow. So, you know. But uh <laughs> to move on in the ladies final four, I'm in love with that Georgia Amore from Australia. I love her. Like love. Uh, you know you know, my grandmother I had a grandmother named Georgia. Mm. You don't hear that name much anymore. You don't? And, uh, and she's an Aussie. She's an yeah, Aussie. That's what I meant. Yeah, and I, I just, I like her attitude or post game interview. So I, I'm pulling for them all the way, you know, for, in that because of her. Georgia Amore Brian uh, is a great player. The kid from Iowa is a great player. Yep. Uh, South Carolina has a star. Everybody has a star. Brian, going to the Final Four. All these teams have yeah. stars. The kid from LSU is a yeah, star. The, uh, and the coaches, coach down there has done a tremendous job of. Yep. She came in there, and in two years, she's got them in the final four. Just as and, John Adams said, she would. And she think about it, you know, the Lady Vols have kind of been they they were sort of where LSU was, and now yep. LSU is made got serious, and now look at look at them. You know what else that lady does down there at LSU, which I got to give her credit, is she works hard trying to sell tickets too. She yeah. works it, works it, works it, works it. You think, Brian, they would have accepted her if they would have hired her? She's from outside the Lady Vaugh family. You think they would have accepted her, uh, LSU's head coach here? we would, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you, you think so, W. Lynn? Because I, I think, I still think the Lady Vols, I think the Lady Vaugh ethos is stuck where Alabama was prior to Saban. I still think uh, there's... Some of that jury's still jury's still out. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just you think know, it, it's a different mindset. I was reading an article today where yeah. a lot of the players were talking about how they seem to be just proud of, of being in the Sweet Sixteen, and I'm thinking none of Pat's teams would ever no, say that after no, losing in the Sweet no, Sixteen. They wouldn't have. Pat Summit would have made them when the bus came back. They would have run. Their last thing they would have done that year was run till they all got sick. And you know that Kim Mulkey and her coaching staff, they look like they're getting ready to get in a Mardi Gras parade. When they come out in those gold lame, whatever those things are, jackets the other night, they look like the freaking fabs from wrestling back in the day when they would come out to the to their entrance music to sharp dress man. I mean, what in the world was that? Did you see how glammed up? And they all had those matching gold jackets. I'm like, yeah, they, they had a guy on the staff with his gold. <laughs> you know, Johnny Silver. One, I've seen that. Before. Are you for her, W. Lynn, or not? 
Because I think that's ridiculous. She is ridiculous, and that makeup job that she wears. I know it. Good. I mean, it's one thing to put a little makeup on. I mean, good night. David Johansson from the New York Dolls didn't put that much. Gene Simmons didn't wear that much makeup back in the day. No. Moving on to the LSU series, uh, I'll be very happy if we go two and one. I'll be okay if we go one and two. I'll be hurt if we go zero and three. Cinco, break down his breakdown scientifically, Sean, and what you expect. I think we've got four tough weekends coming up, uh, so that'd be 12 games. Mm -hmm. And I am looking, frankly, if I think the floor's got to be three and nine, and if you can get the six and six in those 12 games, uh, somewhere in there is probably the sweet spot. Um, I I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see a run of I don't see a run like last year. There are way too many holes in this team. Yep. And I just and plus unfortunately this and coaches said this, they this this team is is going to play against some teams that got embarrassed by the past couple of years. And so there's yeah. gonna be you know, they're gonna try to run rule us. Uh but you know, and I hate to say that, but you know, you you're talking about, you know, Arkansas the next three teams are top five teams. This Skeens guy, Cinco, uh, that Evan Russell said is the best pitcher in college baseball he's seen since he's been paying attention to college baseball, and he's caught some incredible uh, pitchers. And so he says this guy is just this guy is like from another planet. Do we hit him, yeah, he's like, Cinco? He's like Ben McDonald. Do we hit him, Cinco Thursday? What do you think? You just never know. I mean, never it know. depends. On, you know, yeah. Kids can catch up. I mean, kids rocked. Uh, they they rocked the old the the Joyce kid last year. Yep. So it's just if you can if you can get a barrel squared up, you never know. And then once you get a little confidence, but that that the, it, we have the pitching to be in every single game. Yep. But if you if you show a little chink of the armor, they've got some kids down there that are just dynamite. Yeah. They, I mean, they they remind me of our team last year. Frankly, here's my problem. No, uh, here's, go ahead, Brian. They, they could go six and six, split split these next, I guess, uh, four series and go six and six, but that would only put them at nine wins in the SEC, and they'd have to go nine, nine and nine. three over the last twelve to get to eighteen. Yep. And we could we could just really one, with the I guarantee you, if if if, if you ask Vitella right now, would you take six and six? He'd, he'd slam it right there and say, "Of course I would." Yeah. He just went. He's trying to he's trying to avoid a losing. Well, let's face it. All four of these teams we're playing are better than us. At this point, Markedly they are. Markedly better than us on the field. At this point, not they are. Them, but on the field. Yeah, that's not – I don't think that's speculation because we're not fielding the ball. If you look at our fielding percentages, and sometimes numbers lie, sometimes they don't. Tennessee's near the bottom in fielding percentage in the league since league play has begun. And guess what? That's what they are. They're deficient defensively. You go on the road and you play in front of 12,000 people that want their title back this weekend, you better – I mean, there's a chance we could look like Vanderbilt in that in that uh, Friday night game uh, down there last year when they couldn't catch a ball that was hit in the air. If you guys remember that, there's a chance we look yeah, like that. W. Lynn, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, and do. also, you can't. You get, I mean, it looks like, and I love it. It looks like a Serrano team base running. 
no question. Some of the yeah. it, literally some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. How many times are we going to run into the third dumb. out? How many times the out there? And, and look, I'm I am a I am a Tony Vall, uh, Marty Forstraws when it comes to him. Okay, but how many times are we going to run into the third out? W Lynn? Well, what about what about what about what about your strain from the base? You got first and second. And you get Christian Scott, I think I believe it was this past week. Get it, get he just straight on second base. Just straight. Just walking you know, around second base. Where are you going, W. Lynn? Where's he going? They didn't even throw behind him. They they threw it and then they it's like this middle infielder walked up and go, Oh, okay. Oh, here oh you you're are. out. Yeah. Like well, like the base coach is saying, Stay, 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 and he just rounded that base, you know. It's but uh Hey, if we go 18 and 12, we know we'll host. But if if we don't, if we're around 500 or a little below, everybody needs to be happy if we're in the NCAA tournament somewhere. W. Lynn, that's my goal. Here's the deal. When you have our pitching by the end of the year, if the other things come together, and they're going to figure it out. They're going to mix and match and find and yeah. tighten this thing up defensively. They're a work in progress, as we knew they would be. Now, we didn't think it would be kind of as ugly as it's been at times but it's just a part of having all new starters it is what it is hey it's kind of like yeah, that basketball conversation we're having you know when you have that many and that much turnover if if we thought just because you have great pitching and by the way the starting pitching in the league in league play so far is middle of the pack in the league those guys aren't exactly lighting the woods on fire no, right not. now let's call it what no, it is those guys aren't. Those guys aren't uh, adorning themselves in glory thus far. W. Lynn. I agree, but we we got to stick with this team, and for oh, every yeah. home game, the the students need to get students. a little bit louder. Where they been? What happened to Legends of Lindsay? Yeah, but, where are uh, they? Uh, apparently, they didn't pass the torch down when they graduated. Yeah. Yep. Somebody needs to step up in that student section. Well, I think you're going to see that. I think when uh, Florida and Vanderbilt come in here. Aren't that aren't three of those series Sean at home, or am I imagining that Arkansas's yeah, at home? Florida, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. No, Arkansas's there. Florida, <sighs> Vanderbilt, yeah, Kentucky, Arkansas Mississippi State are the four remaining <laughs> series left. I think these four, the, the, this gauntlet. I think we split oh. uh, two away, two at home. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I, Brian, I think we can go nine and three. The final twelve. If we get it all together, because yeah, South South Carolina looks like they're better than they've been. Georgia, I don't think, is very good, and you've got Mississippi yeah. State, who's really struggled in there coming in. So, uh, who's the other Kentucky? I, I don't, I don't know that I believe in Kentucky. So, we know them. They yeah, I think there's a chance to get. To yeah, we're going to beat up on them there. this year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. W. Lynn, I thank you. The the one I oh, wonder yeah, about. I yep, I thought Cinco that we stole Tim Corbin's lunch money. And it looks like Vanderbilt's come back with a vengeance this year so far in the league. They're mashing people, Cinco. Mashing people, I well, said. They've always got a program. They've always got a. They've always got arms. Yeah. Um. I mean, they've got they've got talents. That's just well, that's you know, thing that Vandy is just not a. It's not. You know, it's, this. It, I think of the four series coming up. Yep. That's the least one I would have been worried about. You know, the funny thing is, I, I, as long as Corbin's there, they're not going to go anywhere. You know, Tennessee and both both Tennessee and Vanderbilt can can win at a high level at the same time. Exactly right, Brian. And I think they're going to. It's, it was just so fun last year to get in there and steal their lunch money. 
Let's get our uh, and and beat yeah, them up in the don't process. Don't get used to seeing that happening. And any time they got near the lunch sleep. line, we just basically looked at them and they jumped out of line. I mean, it was like a bully job. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We're we're letter grading the uh, basketball team. W. Lynn broke it up and gave the players a letter grade and the coach. I don't want to do that because then you're going to be like we're going to be picking on our head coach. Who, I mean, quite frankly, I don't think needs to be picked on. So. Brief timeout, we come back. I have people going to say, well, Tony, you guys pick on. I know. I understand. I, I get it. But I'm a time and place person. Time and place. Time and place. Time and place. Today we're just going to do letter grades and kick it around. And we'll continue the conversation. And then a um, and then we'll get a special voice in as well after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Hello, this is Sergeant Brian Goats with Columbia Police Department. As a friendly reminder, the annual Mule Day Parade is Saturday, April 1st. Road closures will take effect from 7 a.m. to noon. Motorists traveling in Columbia that morning should expect delays around Garden and Carmack, West 7th, and Murray County Park. Follow our Facebook page at Columbia PDTN for the most up-to-date information. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. You want to grill out, but the price of meat has been skyrocketing at the supermarket. So how about 20 ribeyes for $39.99? Prime House Direct, America's number one online butcher, is having a gigantic four-day sale. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. And Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Look for the big truck. And the big tent. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Cases of fillets, New York strips, Delmonico's, boneless chicken breast, and even large shrimp with wholesale boxes of individual prime portions that gives sealed for long freezer life. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Accepting cash, credit, debit card, and DBT. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. Stop by and register to win our $1,000 prime steak, chicken, pork, and seafood package along with a free freezer. No purchase necessary. 20 ribeyes, $39.99. At Marvin's. 860 North Ellington Parkway, Lewisburg. Today through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. Rain or shine. Online at theprimehousedirect.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, an emergency guest now joining us on the emergency broadcast system. And this is not a test. This is the reels. You bow your head, ladies and gentlemen, when you say his name. I bow my head whenever I get a chance to talk to him. The man just came off the tarmac and answered the clarion call of Briny Boy Hartman. Because the great Tony Jones now joins us on the show. Tony Jones, I welcome you in against the backdrop that in our lifetimes, my friend, and you're an OG and I'm getting there. <laughs> Tony, we've never seen anything like us. As I welcome you in, my brother. How you doing? How you doing? Good to, good to, good to talk to you, Tony. <laughs> Tony, I love you. Why, Tony? Why do you giggle and laugh on, on this show? Why do you? Why do you? Uh, you seem to enjoy it. 
I, I mean, it's just good to, to talk to you, to talk to, you know, the great Brian Hartman. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed Bino not on today. So, well, Bino, you know, we, we got my man Sean Sinclair in the house today who's next level. He's a fan of yours. And, uh, okay, great. But, you, but, you know, Brian Hartman, uh, you know, he's, he's OG in himself at this point. And we're all just kind of sitting around. We were having a discussion about the sport, right? Uh, of college basketball right now and the insanity that's going on and and tony you know you were uh in the sport and you're at oakland now but you've seen the sport from all different levels you know from the from your days of coaching jalen rose back in the day who by the way tony you talk about an og the product that that dude has in his hair <laughs> the stuff he's borrowing from James Brown, the Kiwi shoe polish that he's using in his hair, that is some of the most next level. That stuff's darker than dark, uh, Tony, that he's putting in his hair. Can you tell the guy he's allowed to have a gray, a, one gray whisker? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let him know that. I know no, no, no. I, I love him. I, I, and I always have. He's a great broadcaster. I love him. Uh, anyway, so Tone. What is going on right now in the in the grassroots and the high level of the game? Because this five-star class this year had a negligible impact. They had two players, two of the top 25 players, made the Elite Eight, Tony. That's not what the game's supposed to look like. Well, it's, 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 it's evolution. Who knows if, it, if it's uh, here to stay or, you know, just... Uh, Anomaly, but um, you, you get it's parody. That's 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 what everybody in in our business is calling it right now. It's parody. Uh, anybody can beat anybody, as you can see the the last four teams that's left standing that's down here in Houston. Um, you know these guys have guys that's been uh, in the program for five some uh, in essence for six years mm-hmm. you know, because of, you know because of the COVID year mm-hmm. uh, that was granted uh, to student athletes so uh, when you when you got experienced guys out there you got mm-hmm. tough guys out there guys that you know got um, chips on their shoulder then you you, you see uh, a Florida Atlantic you see a San Diego State and uh, and obviously on the other side Miami and um, and UConn are, are kind of power five schools, so they're there. But uh, I, who who knows if it's, if it's going to continue? But I I know uh, it excites uh, collegiate coaches throughout America. You know, with the transfer portal, you can uh, you can get to where Florida Atlantic is right now if you're a mid major program. Tony Micah Parrish is a young man that you coached at Oakland, who's a San Diego State now, who's really excelled on the big stage did did you foresee that for him when he went out there i'm happy for mike i recruited him uh he uh, came from river rouge high school uh in suburban uh detroit uh and um uh he 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 was a he was a very very good defensive player for us for a couple years and then he started scoring and then he, he he came into the office and said that he just wanted to challenge himself he thought he could play at a higher level, uh, and you know, hey, um, in his infinite wisdom, he made the correct decision. I mean, when he entered the portal, Michigan State uh, offered him, Iowa State offered him, San Diego State offered him. Uh, so uh, he had some suitors 
And uh, he fit right in with that San Diego State team uh, with his defensive demeanor. Uh, he's able to uh, knock down three-point shots when he's open, uh, even though he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make any against Creighton. But uh, he's capable, uh, and I'm happy, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on Friday at their practice. It's really neat. And, and I, knowing you, I know that you were happy for that kid when he got an opportunity, even though that's the era we're living in now. Back in the day, he would have had to sit out. He would have had to think about, well, do I want to lose a year? And now you're just, you know, you're immediately eligible. As Tony, Tony Jones joins, of course, uh, he, the uh, head assistant coach under Bruce Pearl, which is where Tennessee saw their, um, their most – postseason success in my lifetime three sweet 16s one elite eight in a real condensed period of time that seems like a long time ago yet it seems like yesterday as he's live on the tld logistics hotline tldlogistics.com and if you're an owner operator we've got a spot for you on our team contact tld logistics online tldlogistics.com where driver training classes are forming now as well all right tony so we see the two matchups here who do you like Obviously, uh, I like in the first game, I like San Diego State. Obviously, I got to be pulling for Micah, and I, I know uh, Brian Dutcher, uh, longtime Michigan native, uh, uh, coach the 5 5, you know, coach Jalen Rose, and um, uh, got, a, got a good relationship with Brian. I, I think that uh, I think they'll get past uh, Florida Atlantic, and then I'm, I'm going with Miami. I, 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 I think everybody is anointing UConn mm-hmm. to. You know that it's their tournament to lose. I, I, I think people are are sleeping on Miami. Obviously, Miami won the ACC. Um, they are a very talented basketball team, especially on the perimeter. So I'm picking Miami uh, against San Diego State in the uh, in the NCAA championship on Monday night. Isn't that wild, Tony? This yes, can you imagine the University of Miami winning a national championship in hoops if that comes to I me? Mean, that's great. I, I was just talking to a Miami a football fan on here who called. And he said, "Tony, I, I, I kind of half pay attention to college basketball as a Miami fan, and why would you do anything but half pay attention to college basketball as a Miami fan? They went to the Elite Eight last year. This Larinaga guy somehow." Is one of the more underrated coaches. What what is it about him, Tony, that success has followed him? And he's just an he's OG real. guy. He he's real. He's real. Me and him go way back when I was uh, assistant coach at Toledo. He was uh, uh, the head coach at Bowling Green, and obviously Bowling Green and Toledo are big time rivals in the Mid American Conference. And uh, then he went on to uh, to George Mason, and and you know he got that club to the Final Four. Uh, he's Crazy. just real. I mean, his players believe in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 73 years young, uh, and he still, uh, is, is, and he still has the, 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 the veracity to be out there playing and not playing, but coaching the game and, and his players are playing for him. Uh, and, and you see the results. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Breeze Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. The mules are back in town. Plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The arts and crafts and flea market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The arts and crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market, you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses, toys, games, clothing and accessories, western apparel, cowboy boots and hats, decor, and lots more. Be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to Mule Day 2023, March 30th to April 2nd, right here in Columbia. Visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.